This podcast, The Two Mats, is sponsored as ever by the New European Newspaper. And we've got a very special subscription offer for you, a new one, where you can get a free bollocks to Brexit passport cover. That's right, you heard that right, folks. It's a burgundy, like vegan leather, beautifully designed passport cover. Pleather. To, to have pleather, that's what, that's what they call it, isn't it? Pleather. To hide your um, new British blue. The shame of the, the blue shame, The shame passport. of the blue passport. And you can get your free bollocks to Brexit passport cover free with a subscription to the New European from just £1 a week. So to take this fantastic offer, and trust me, if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love the New European, go to theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's the number two, M-A-T-T-S, and there's a link in the show notes. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, folks, to our regular Sunday morning Q&A, where yes, we answer your questions that you've kindly sent into. Thank, the, keep them coming in. Yeah, to uh, send them into two mats at tnepublishing.com. That's the number two, M-A-T-T-S. First question up. Do you want to take yes, the first it, question? Yes, it, it's less than a year until the US presidential election. This is from Ben, uh, ben Valentine. Thank you, Ben. Um, I have recently read two books that have opened my eyes to the perilous state of the USA. How Civil Wars Start by Barbara F. Walter. How to Stop Fascism by Paul Mason, a, a new European writer. Mm. Um, if Trump wins the election, do you think this will lead civil war in America with anti-fascists needing to rise up against the fascists? Good question. Ben Valentine. Thank you, Ben. Um, well, yes, almost certainly, I think. I think there'll be, I mean, if it happens and, you know, God willing, it won't. Um, but I think it, it, it will, if we thought that there were tensions last time around, I think they'll be redoubled because everybody will see it as an affirmation that, you know, the saviour has returned and, and we can pick up where we left off, won't they? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've name-checked uh, Barbara F. Walter's book before on, on the podcast. Um, it's a great book, and she's a, a professor at, I think, the University of Cali- California in San Diego, and um She's very good on on what civil wars look like now. Interestingly, she uh, called out in that book that Hamas would um, be back in in did violent form. She did, um, and she, her point is that if there's a civil war, it won't be armies meeting on the field of Gettysburg. It will it will be a very different uh, militia based kind of yeah. war. I mean, what worries me about I, Ben's question is absolutely to the point. I'm not sure that Trump losing the election isn't just as bad right because you know january the 6th has now entered the mythology like waco of the sort of um 
far right in America, the MAGA core, the deplorables. If he loses, they'll just it will be like that on steroids. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I I I'm very concerned about America. I mean, you know, I, obviously, I want Trump to lose catastrophically badly. That's yeah. my. But I, even if he does, I'm not sanguine about what will happen next i'm afraid it's going to be an amazing year to watch unfold. it really is one thing i i think that we, we is beholden on us all to be slightly cautious about is is the these people the these fascists that we're talking about are very marginal they sh- and they need to be marginalized yes that's my point they are they are not mainstream they're a small number of of nefarious malevolent actors and they need to be marginalized where it gets difficult is if the right-wing media see them as useful leverage in a culture war that they want to fight but when you get like the proper hardcore nasty fascists that attack the capital or might show up and you know wave union jacks pretending to be patriots the tommy robinsons of this world they're marginal characters and let's not let's not think that they no they are a mainstream faction i can't remember if it was lenin or trotsky but one of them said all i need is the tip of the spear right don't let them become the tip of the spear yeah that's the key stalin i think said that uh in the battle of quality and quantity quantity has its own quality yes there are more of us than them yes and i think you know that other cliche about you know for bad things to happen all that needs is for good people to oh, stay yes, quiet no, absolutely it's so true you know so do something positive you know is my is say something you know if you hear somebody saying subscribe something to the new european subscribe and above all subscribe to the new european let's have our next question dave uh just listen to last sunday's episode and have a follow-on related to the question about voter id i am a brit living in the netherlands where carrying photo id is mandatory you use it wherever you need to prove your identity more generally, it makes identity fraud harder. Uh, New Labour considered such a scheme, introducing uh, f- uh, mandatory ID. Do you think there is any chance of any UK government introducing one? Thank you, Dave, for that question. Very interesting. I hope not. Um, it, it's been bubbling around for 30, 40 years, this one. I remember a, a conference when Michael Howard was Home Secretary and he he said he was thinking about this and the, the Tory faithful cheered this to the rafters. But one, I think one of the great things about living in this country is you don't have to carry papers do, or an ID. Yeah. I do. I really do. Um, although I also think that it might make the whole management, which has become so toxic, of migration and so on, yeah. a, a bit easier. If this people... is, so I, I'm going to respectfully and hopefully agreeably disagree because... I've, I mean, I'm, it's not a hill to die on for me. No, no, you know. no. But I just don't get what the problem is, apart from the fact that I know I would lose about twelve of them every year. Well, I don't I understand. Do provided there's no uh, kind of compulsion to present it uh, when that's challenged the, yes, on the that's, streets that's and the stuff point. like this, that then starts to feel like you're becoming into a slightly more authoritarian yes. state. Um, but. If you had something that wasn't a passport or a driving license that you could prove your age, your ID, you could quickly flash somebody and say, this is who I am, here's my photo, here's my address. It seems to me an act of convenience. And I do agree that if there are people in this country who have no right to be in this country, um, having an ID card system 
could be one of the mechanisms that would be a discouragement to that. Well, and also um, a reassurance to those who are who are yeah here, you know yeah. that they're not going to be totally. um, harassed and I, hassled. As I a hundred percent, and that's it's probably the way argument. I should have argued. It's that. a strong yeah. argument for yeah. it. Um, yeah. I mean, the other strong argument for it, I suppose, is that um, you know every single card that we have in our wallets and our phones has. 200 times more information than any uh, right. ID card would have. And so in a sense, the, the ship has already sailed. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Okay, thank you for your question, Dave. Um, keep in touch from the Netherlands. Nice to hear you. How poisonous an effect do a predominantly right-wing and frequently dishonest media have on British political discourse? And why, when the right speaks of freedom of speech, does it mean freedom of speech for it, the right, and not for those who do not subscribe to its ideology? From Michael Rosenthal. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael, for that question. Great question. It won't surprise you to hear that I think it has a massively negative effect on on life. Um, Politically, obviously, I think the decision-making around the news desk of the Daily Mail more often than not ends up being discussed around the cabinet table when when there's a not just a Tory government I think Labour governments pay a lot of attention to the Daily Mail and I think there's a lot of malevolence in that in their values and and they want this kind of they've got this slightly warped view of what Britain is you know largely characterized by one guy Paul Dacre who's held sway over the Mail editorially for a long time and has kind of imbued all of his deputies for a long time with this sense of what the Daily Mail is and Middle England and and Britain's going to hell in a handbasket and all of this stuff. And sometimes it is obviously nasty, but they are so clever at the way they present their nastiness that it's always just on that edge of of explainability, you know, or respectability. And, you know, a lot of people buy into the Daily Mail's view of Britain. And I think... Where the problem really falls is when people like the BBC look at the Daily Mail, and maybe this is happening less because of the fuss that's been made post-Brexit about sort of false equivalence over certain issues. But when they look at the Daily Mail's front page and think there's the agenda, and I think the, the Daily Mail has a very clear agenda of its own and needs to be called out for that all the time. You know, obviously they've got the right to say whatever they want to say, that's fine. But let's not pretend that that's the national agenda. But no, it's danger it seeps in. It, it, it is, and I, I, I agree with all that. I, I, I do. I would take issue slightly with Michael's point about the the right um, meaning freedom of speech for itself, and not for those who don't subscribe to its ideology. Because while there's always the danger of censorship from the right, and Florida in particular is a is a case in point of what terrible things that DeSantis is, Governor DeSantis is doing there. I fear that in this country at the moment, most of the deplatforming and marginalisation is coming from the left. And that is not a good place for progressives to occupy. But from left wing media? No, no. um, from 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 I think it's I think it's uh, institutional capture. And I think publishers run a mile for it. For example, from gender critical feminists find it very hard to get published. When they do get published, their books are invariably bestsellers. Right. I'm a free speech person and I I, I hate it wherever I find it, that censorship. And and so I, I'm not sure I agree that the okay. the principal problem's on the right. I'll give you a counter point mm. of view, which is something that's always struck me as, as irritating and possibly part of the problem around how wishy-washy the media's coverage around Brexit was, if you were of the Remain point of view. 
is that the the right wing media always seems to be so much more on message to me and focused about their message than the left wing uh, press is. And the example I'd give you was that the Guardian used to, I don't think they do anymore, but they used to have a thing called Bubble Buster, which mm. was billed as, you know, five articles today to challenge your worldview. And they were articles from the right wing media. Yeah. Now, it's utterly inconceivable that the Daily Mail would have Bubble Buster with Guardian articles. Yes. It, I mean, it's just... It, yes, but that's to, that's an argument about the responsibility of, of, of a newspaper to include all views, which I, I personally hope that happens. But yeah. I think if you're actually talking about freedom of speech, yeah, you know, I think that if you look at universities at the moment and the public sector, most of the curtailment of freedom of speech is coming from the progressive side of that and and i i worry that progressives are becoming associated with a sort of um puritanism and 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 pinched approach to diverse opinion which you know will not serve it well all right okay well we can discuss this more in future i am sure This week's episode is sponsored by The New European, and boy, oh boy, do we have a seasonal gift for you if you subscribe. What's that, Santa? It is, it is, and I shouldn't be laughing, but it's an absolutely... Deadly serious. It's a a fantastically funny set of six Christmas cards and a 2024 wall calendar. Also seriously funny, (laughs) I'll be bound. But they are bloody funny. Bloody funny. Honestly, I even wrote some of the gags myself. Well, then, it's a lock. It is an absolute lock-in. And uh, you can get those six cards and your fantastic wall calendar to give you laughs all the way through 2024 and to make all of your friends think you are the funniest person on the block when they get your Christmas card if you subscribe to The New European. And The New European, if you don't know, is a fantastic newspaper and website full of great serious political analysis from great writers like the very fantastic Matthew Dancona. Do you know him? Seen here. Relative? Very cousin, I think. (laughs) Patience Wheatcroft. Uh, Bonnie Greer, James Ball, James Ball, Tannicock, Jonty Bloom, Alistair Will Self, Self absolute know. stellar stuff. Rep and company, and, and Alistair Campbell's diary is an absolute. It's a must. Is an absolute must read. And it's also got loads of fantastic cultural uh, commentary and features, stuff left field stuff you won't read anywhere else. But if you love Europe and you want to get a sense of why Europe is a is a fantastic continent and a great place we all love, then the New European was literally made for you. So subscribe and join our fight against right-wing nationalistic media and do something positive about the state of the press in the UK. Yes, sir. You can get everything we do online for just a pound a week or if you like the actual newspaper delivered to your door every single week, then you can have that for another pound and that's a 75% saving on what you'd pay at the newsagent. Just go to www.theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's www.theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats, number two, M-A-T-T-S. Do it now and you'll get your Christmas cards and calendar in plenty of time for the festive season and you'll be supporting great independent journalism. Thank you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Next question, please. <laughs> Oh my lord! What's your fa- did I? Is this my question or your question? Uh, well, I, I'm happy to uh, answer it. What's your favourite George Michael song? And do you believe it was the hairdresser that did him in? And that's from Liz in Bister. Thanks, Liz. Well, the use of George Michael's plural is a is a is a masonic handshake. Amongst <laughs> well, I, George, so I, I I read it as as I saw it was put up as George Michael's, but ignored that. So that's deliberate, is it? it it's a Masonic handshake right. amongst those of us who truly love the, the great one <laughs> and are thrilled by um, him being finally, yeah. finally at last, uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, I didn't know that. passed me by. That's great news. You see, typical. That's censorship, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> uh, and and, and a, a great day it was too. Um, and the answer to what's thinking about George Michaels and his amazing back catalogue well obviously so explain the George Michaels I don't know where it came from but it but it but it, it, it's an ind- it's a signifier is it of, it is of like a masonic pure handshake. fandom you know yeah. we love George Michaels right um <laughs> and I won't be okay. I won't be swear that is a hill to die on uh, right okay. um I think freedom 90 followed right. by spinning the wheel okay. um do you have a favorite I, George I, Michaels song I love the entire uh, listen without prejudice it's album. great isn't it which I think is one of the masterworks. It's a masterwork, of, isn't it? Of, of popular music. But I think the one that, if I had to pick one, only because it, it was my childhood, uh, was it would be Faith. Faith is a great song. Absolutely love it. Great video, great jeans, great jacket, great Fantastic. song. Elvis for the, great guitar. the 80s. Um, yeah. the, the second half of the question takes us deep into conspiracy theories. This subject, is totally new to me. This. A subject which we will... I think we're dealing with uh, in our next podcast. Uh, oh, really? Teaser trailer. Um, do you believe it was the hairdresser that did him in? Now, this, this refers to a very obscure theory, and one has to tread with care legally here, but um, George Michael's 
last boyfriend was an Australian hairdresser called Fadi Fawaz, who lived with him on and off in his mansion in Gory. I can't believe I'm saying this. Goring on Thames in Oxfordshire <laughs> and didn't get anything in the will. Now, the grassy knoll fact about Fadi Fawaz, who found George Michael's dead in his bed on Christmas Day and yeah. terrible time, 2016, uh, is that th- this hairdresser had slept in his car right. the night before. Oh. Which is a bit fishy. After doing him in. Well, you know, ha- on Christmas Eve night, how many people sleep in the car of a, when they're at a, a huge listed mansion? Yeah, right? not many. It makes you think. And how, yeah. that's about it, really. Where is he now, Fuddy? I think he's, um, as they say... Talking to his lawyers, probably. <laughs> right now, he's probably <laughs> thinking about <laughs> talking to grab it and run. Um, yes, we'd like to say this is all alleged and we have no yeah. reason to think this is true. Yeah. Sorry, Mr. Fawaz. <laughs> but but, but just to say, I think he's living in, has been living in slightly reduced circumstances. Has he? In his car? Um, not that car, but no. uh, an car, yes. Oh, so so anyway, we don't know the truth, but um, I'm sure that conspiracy... I'm sure grassy knoll theories will emerge yeah. in, in, yeah. in years to come well you've set that one running okay thank you very much indeed um all right i'll try ah. this okay what from a fellow matt there are so many fellow mats um what do you think of the new john lewis advert have they got the tone right this year this is the big question matt so so i 100 yes um i think the nation needed cheering up a little bit can you tell us a little bit about it yes so it's about it it's about it sets it's it starts off with it's an andrea bocelli uh, version of a song called Festa, which is a very kind of glorious operatic uplifting. version, uplifting Christmas song. And it's a little boy in a junk shop and he finds uh, a thing saying, grow your own Christmas tree or something similar. And there's a big seed inside it. And he drops the seed into this plant pot at home. And over the next few days and weeks grows this glorious Venus flytrap, which is the size of 10 foot. It's like something out of Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. And uh, and it kind of smiles and and becomes a great family friend. Very well behaved. Makes itself into the shape of a Christmas tree, but eventually heartbreak into Act Two when the family decide that no, they want a proper Christmas tree, and this Venus flytrap is expelled into the, the garden, garden where it's bloody freezing and he's covered yeah. in frost and everything. And Christmas morning arrives, and the kid who is clearly pissed off at the rejection of this wonderful Venus flytrap monster that he's grown, takes his present out and lays it outside in the garden in front of the Venus flytrap. And then all the other family come out and uh, and do the same. And then the flytrap appears initially to eat the presents, but he spits, spits out, he's spitting out the wrapping and spits the presents back to them gloriously and happily. And everybody is cheerful and festive. And it, it, I thought it was magic. Fair play. I thought it was an, uh, you know, what we've all been waiting for, which is an inclusive approach to Christmas trees, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, but not but, an inclusive approach to families. No, because within hours of it yeah. dropping, <laughs> GB News had expressed uh, fury. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. 
Yeah. Um, that there is not a identifiable dad figure <laughs> yes. in the in the family. I think that there are some, but anyway, um, they say there isn't. Right. And this is typical yeah. of the wokerati, <laughs> you know, trying to attack the traditional family, and it's a danger to our nation's youth. What's and your favourite uh, John Lewis ad? Putting this one to one side, can you remember? Oh. Um, Give me some options. Well, the the one that still to this day, if I want to cry, yes, I will watch the skate the one from last year where oh the, that that the was skateboard. No, I, love, I thought that was beautiful. Yeah, yeah oh, no, I, I just uh, just wonderful because I could see myself in it. I, I think any dad, yes, can see. You know, you bust a gut to try and be a good dad, and and ma- you'll make a titty yourself now and again happily. And I, that's I, what that, I do so regularly. So I don't. <laughs> I, 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 don't that, that, that is a very good one. Yeah, that's that a, a very good one. All right. Well, thank you, fellow Matt, um, for your question. That's four Matts. Um, we do get some stick, you know, from how many Matts there are, because Matts tend to be male. And I, I do recognise... Not all, though. Not all, no. But I, I note there's Matildas out there, aren't Yeah, exactly. They? Come on, Matildas. Write in. Yes. Appear on our show. We don't want to be a male enclave. We do uh, want to appeal to all genders and We're sexes. inclusive generally, not just about Christmas trees. It's exactly important to right. understand this. Exactly right. So thank you for all your questions. Please send in your questions and any feedback you've got on the show to 2mats at tnepublishing.com. That's the number 2, M-A-T-T-S, at tnepublishing.com. Thank you as ever to our production team led by the fourth Matt this week. Matt Hill. And don't forget, our main podcast will be available from next Friday morning. And subscribe to The New European. We have a great offer. Uh, Just to remind you, free Christmas cards, uh, very funny Christmas cards, and a fabulous 2024 wall calendar for all new subscribers. And that's at theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. Beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Have a great week. Have a great week, folks. (laughs) 